This is Bill Dorman with Hawaii Public Radio, and you're listening to the podcast, Hawaii's New Ice Age, Crystal Meth in the Islands, Episode 2, Hawaii's Meth Culture. Emergency medical service workers on the island of Oahu respond to about 8,000 911 calls every month from car crashes to heart attacks. You feel okay with the oxygen? Mobile intensive care specialist Ken Faria says that dealing with people on crystal methamphetamine is all part of the job. The crystal meth doesn't really pose a factor to us until they become really toxic with it and the extreme agitation, and that's when we come in. And, of course, those ones are safety issues. You know, these guys can snap on you. You know, they, they usually come with some kind of behavior already, and then you add crystal meth on board, and on board, and now it's accelerated extremely. Yeah, Ken says that happens a lot. We got tons of those. We got we got so much that we have our standing orders for um, extreme agitation, where we can sedate them. Sedate them with ten milligrams of Versed, strong enough to be classified as a controlled substance. EMS crews carry a fast-acting nasal form of the sedative, spraying 5 milligrams up each nostril. Those working on the streets with Hawaii's homeless carry caution rather than sedatives. This is a totally um, violent crowd. Yeah, this is a drug population. Justin Phillips is the homeless outreach field manager for the Institute for Human Services, talking here with HPR reporter Molly Solomon. How bad is the meth problem? Meth is horrible out here. Yeah? Meth is... How do you know they're on meth? I mean... Uh, We can only guess. They don't sign up and say, hey, I'm on meth, but usually they're agitated. For some people, that's still the lingering image of Hawaii's meth problem. Something restricted to homeless addicts, paranoid street mumblers who pester strangers for money. Queen's emergency room physician Dr. Daniel Chang says that's a dangerous cliche and wrong. It's not just drug abusers. It's not just people who are homeless, who have nothing else to do, and all they're doing is looking for the next fix. It really isn't the case. In that sense, methamphetamine abuse is is a different beast in that matter. And that's why I think it really has, in many ways, unfortunately, burled its way into kind of the fabric of our community a little bit for, for really concerning causes. Dr. Chang and others talk about how crystal meth fits into the local culture, even down to the way it's consumed. I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon because it really fits into a, a lot of... Uh, cultural aspects of how we of how we live here in Hawaii socially here in Hawaii we're uh, we're not much of an injectable population we're more of a smokable and so uh, methamphetamine really fits our culture really well that's Alan Johnson CEO of the recovery center Hinamalka on the windward coast of Oahu he's been helping clients with their addictions for decades here and he says the match of crystal meth with a vulnerable population is complicated by self-medication and the practical elements of economics, the high-cost, low-wage environment that is the reality of Hawaii. We are a population where we have two jobs. We're really working hard. We have a lot of uh, single-parent uh, families. It does give you energy, and it does help you. And, and some people are using meth. They're having an abuse problem, but they don't get to addiction, but they're using it at first to try to manage their lives, and it helps them. And I, our culture here is more open to feeling our emotions, and so we feel our traumas more. 
And so we're more open with our traumas. And these drugs do help you with your traumas. They make them worse, but they, when you're high, they make you feel better on your traumas. So I think we're back again to culture. But, uh, and uh, our economics, you know, the, the tied into that of so many families working, working very hard. Crystal meth cuts across demographic groups in Hawaii and is present in populations that might surprise you. Gary Yabuda is the executive director of the Hawaii High-Intensity Drug Trafficking Area. That's a law enforcement group funded through the White House. Until a couple of years ago, he was chief of police for Maui County, a position he held for more than five years following a career on the county police force. I just know that uh, for some reason in Hawaii, because of our culture, meth is appealing. It's appealing to teachers, prosecutors, cops. I fired cops because of methamphetamine use that was found in their systems. And a prosecutor and, and a deputy prosecutor from the city and county of Honolulu that was unbelievably good and succumbed to methamphetamine. Uh, teachers, counselors, uh, uh, the stories are everywhere. The stories about crystal meth may be everywhere, but generally speaking, there's not a fierce reaction to a lot of them. Each year, statistics come out on workplace drug testing, and each year, Hawaii job applicants continue to test positive for crystal meth at a rate more than three times higher than the national average. Carl Linden of Diagnostic Laboratory Services estimates about 300 job applicants a year in Hawaii test positive for crystal meth. This drug only stays in a person's system for one to four days. And those positive tests come not from the general population, but from people specifically applying for jobs who presumably know that a drug test is coming. Most companies do drug test, so the general population is aware of it and know that when they're applying for a job, they can pretty much be assured they're going to be drug tested. So the, my question is, why do we have any positives? So, and, and, also the, and also the other side of that is the real usage is probably much higher. High demand for methamphetamine requires a consistent supply. Once upon a time, back in the 1980s, Hawaii's main meth suppliers were in Asia. For a while, meth houses produced local product, sometimes from scratch, sometimes from a powdered form. But the economics have shifted, and when it comes to the methamphetamine business, the Mexican drug cartels have become the multinational corporations, working with economies of scale. Again, Gary Yabuda of the Hawaii High-Intensity Drug Trafficking Area. Methamphetamine is so cheap now because it comes straight from Mexico, and the product is 95% to 99% pure. So the clandestine labs to manufacture methamphetamine in Hawaii is pretty much null now. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to because the availability of methamphetamine coming from Mexico. And on the mainland, it's even worse. Methamphetamine on the mainland has never been at a lower price. The numbers I, I heard, like, but you can get $2,000 in, in Mexico process you get for like $30,000 on, on the beyond. That's Mitch Roth, Hawaii County's prosecuting attorney. We've had a couple of meth labs, but it's far cheaper to process elsewhere and bring it in than do it here. And plus, I think the, the quality is a lot higher than the stuff that they use in Hawaii compared to a lot of places on the mainland. As county prosecutor, Roth has spent a lot of time looking at the economics and the logistics involved with crystal meth reaching the Big Island. 
And he says that, as with any business selling a product in the islands, transportation and distribution are key parts of the operation. There's various ways that it comes. We you know, occasionally stop people at the airport who have meth. That, that kind of amazed me. We've seen it in the mail. We've seen it in transport. You know, you're talking about a small item that can be hidden in numerous places, and we don't have a lot of resources to check every nook and cranny of everything coming in. Gary Yabuda agrees. It comes the same way you and I travel. It comes on airlines by body carrying. It comes by freight, cargo, containers, and by parcel. The meth that comes in the mail is a focus for Brian Shaughnessy. He's a U.S. postal inspector, a federal law enforcement agent based in Honolulu at the airport. That's where he oversees all the incoming mail. And over the nine years he's been on the job here, he's seen an awful lot of crystal meth. Hawaii is known as one of the premier destination locations for methamphetamine trafficking. So that's uh, what really keeps us busy. We can never remember uh, a drought of uh, even more than a few weeks where we went without seizing meth from the mail here. Shaughnessy also keeps track of the entire supply chain, not only where it begins, but also the intermediary steps along the way. The majority of the meth we see coming in here does come from uh, the west coast of the mainland, but we know that the Mexican drug trafficking organizations are, are also responsible for a lot of the meth getting out here. And when it does get here, the distribution network turns to the retail level, local dealers. Dealers like the one who used to be the boyfriend of Georgiana da Costa. Years before she went on to head the Hawaii Meth Project, she had a life-transforming experience. And I was about five and a half months pregnant when one morning the Waikiki Crime Reduction Unit came storming in our front door. And um, I guess he had sold some drugs to their undercover and we got carted away to to cell block and you know I went to jail pregnant and uh, it was all very surreal Um, and I'd been in in cell block you know uh, dozens of times overnight few days you know just short term but never to OCCC and I remember the feeling of the withdrawals from, you know, all of the drugs. And um, it was extreme, um, but it was necessary. Meeting all the people in there, um, it was necessary. I reflect back upon that, that situation now. Um, that prepared me for what I do now. What she does now is warn people about crystal methamphetamine. Of all the drugs that I've done, and that I've seen other people do, meth changes people in a different way. It really does destroy people, mind, body, and soul. And I mean that in the deepest depths of the, of the person's being. I've seen... Parents destroy their children, um, and people destroy themselves in just horrible, horrible ways. And um, no other drug does that. Crystal meth also fractured the life of Michelle Navarro Ishiki. We'll hear more from and about her in our next episode. But when HBR reporter Noe Tanigawa spoke with her and some other former users, Michelle rejected an idea that you sometimes hear from those who work in recovery. Somebody said, 
unless you know that that person has hit their rock bottom. No such thing. There is no such thing as a rock bottom. You keep going. It's a black it's hole. It's all bottom. Yeah. It's all bottom. Yep. Yeah. That's such a that's such a farce. When you hit rock bottom, you're never gonna know. I slept in my car. I don't know how many times. Isn't that rock bottom for <laughs> yeah. some? I was in. Yeah. I was at the back of a man's fist. Is that rock bottom? I would think so. I was in jail cells. How many times? Mm-hmm. Is that rock bottom? Everybody's bottom is different, but there yeah. is no rock bottom. It's a bottomless pit. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That yeah. is the reality. Primary reporting for this project was done by Noe Tanigawa and Molly Solomon of Hawaii Public Radio. Further reporting was done by Wayne Yoshioka of Hawaii Public Radio and Nick Gruby and Eric Pape of Honolulu Civil Beat. Dave Lawrence did the audio editing. Jason Taglianetti did further technical work. Thanks also to Patty Epler and Bob Ortega of Civil Beat and everyone who spoke with us on microphone and off. I'm Bill Dorman, the writer and executive producer. Join us for our next episode, Living the Meth Life. We'll hear more from Michelle Navarro Ishiki and other former users. There's always a thing that happens in each person's life that really triggers them to go for that pipe, even though they know better. (laughs) You know it's not good, but then there's that thing that really hits you as a person that you just feel like you cannot handle, so you use. I remember going into the kitchen, grabbing a knife, and going upstairs to my room. And I closed myself in my closet, just thinking that this is, I'm done. I I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be this person that that I am. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Hawaii's New Ice Age, Crystal Meth in the Islands, was produced by Hawaii Public Radio with help from Honolulu Civil Beat. Find out more at hawaiipublicradio.org and civilbeat.com.